Welcome, welcome back, everybody. It's your top of the second hour with our lovely hosts, Laurie and Julia. Thank you, Ellie. So, okay, I, I'm listening to a radio station this morning. Hits LA or whatever, pop hits. You know, it's like they played the uh, just the top 20 over and over. Because I, I like, want to know what all the new music is. That's how I stay on top of it. And I just thought, I need to get out of the house today and go toboggan around and do some errands, okay. damn it. And um, this song came on, and I was like, oh, my God, I love this song. Julia will really love this song. I know I'm quite certain you've not heard from, of Omar Apollo. Never heard Ellie, of him. Had you heard, do you know who Omar Apollo is? Have you known who I, he was? I have. I love the genre, and he has a very sexy voice. Yeah, and the genre, we'll get to that in a okay. minute, but the song is called Evergreen, and it's off of his debut album. It was the last song he wrote. Evergreen is already owned by Barbara Streisand. But this song is called Evergreen, You Didn't Deserve Me At All. Okay. Okay, is really the full title of it, because that's already a song, as you said. But it became a huge hit on TikTok. Um, and he, it was the last song he wrote. The album came out at the end of April. He's never really like Ellie, you know, he's just had like small, tight amount of people know about him. He's not gotten any big musicians like him, but he doesn't have anything that's blown up. Okay. This song has blown up. I want you to listen and tell me if you approve of this song. It's beautiful. Okay, his name is Omar Apollo. The bridge is, you know you really made me hate myself, had to stop before I break myself, should have broken it off to date myself. You didn't deserve me at all. Jeez, not like you memorized it. Right. it 17 times. And and, uh, Variety, uh, the headline, because I was like, I had to read up about this Omar. I already want to add him to my playlist. With Evergreen, Omar Apollo embraces his inner sad core, and TikTok can't get get enough. And I'm like, sad core? Is that what we call? Sad core? Sad core or slow core is... um, The songs you've always liked, Julia. Um, Beautiful ballads over R and B. You know, sadcore, sadcore, slowcore. Sadcore was first used in the music world in 2009. Lana Del Rey uh, gets described as Hollywood sadcore, and her latest song definitely was. You know, you'll find me under the. Christmas tree? No, it was, remember, <laughs> it's like a boardwalk or something. Her song, we liked it. We played it a few oh, weeks yeah. ago. Cat Power gets described as sadcore. But anyway, Omar's fine with people calling it. He he said people know the words. He writes very personally. And people just look at him and they cry and sing along, Julia. He literally, yeah. yeah. Anyway. He has four, yeah, he's... Oh, dear. But this song on TikTok has blown up. People are going crazy. People relate to the lyrics about dating yourself, dating someone who made you hate yourself. I mean, it's oh, all... Yeah. Good song for staring out the window while it rains. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, it's as vulnerable as a confession uh, that, you know, you can make, but yet it has this hopeful sexiness to it, too, which is what we want in, you know, a really good... R&B ballad. 
Okay, so Ugh, and he whispers and I've growls. Got his, I, I have Omar Apollo. Uh, I've Omar already been Apollo, Evergreen. and I've added him to my music. And then list. I listened to another song called Kamikaze that I really liked, and I his debut album came out in April, and it's called Ivory. But he said this song took him the longest to write, mm. and um, it, it was just TikTok. He. He'd had. Uh, it's kind of amazing how people, undiscovered artists, can get such a following and not have to have a label and no, not have to have everything. You well, know what no, I mean? he he's Does been it, a musician. Oh, yeah, I mean, no I mean, one yeah, has known him, but, but I mean, he, this blew up on TikTok because the video for this song, or I don't know what came first, but he builds himself into a fake room that gradually begins to fall in on mm-hmm. itself. And so that I don't know which came first, the TikTok fame or the okay. video. But he is nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys this year. Oh, all right. So hopefully he'll be there and he'll be the good looking man. And I don't know what kind of a suit, but he's real handsome, Omar Apollo. Okay, so you brought up Evergreen. You couldn't help yourself because that's the name of his song. So I'm just going to bring up something that... Evergreen, you didn't deserve me at all. So over the holiday, my poor new husband has... um, I've given him a lesson in rom-coms. Oh, yes, you told me that. We went back to the classic, though. A Star is Born, 1978, Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand. It is so gorgeous so much better than the new one with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. It is so good. It is so good. They are so beautiful. The music is so fantastic. The story is so much better than yeah. the later one. Yeah. Because the later one in Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga went into her family and all these boring detours. This one just stays focused on Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand. The two characters. It is so good to you see You didn't again. find it too depressing? No, not okay. at all. I all super right. agree with Julia. That edition it's, is great. It's so good, Lori. Yeah. It, it's so much better. The Bradley Cooper one bugged me so bad because I hated how it ended. I hated oh, the, I off, hated how it ended the offshoot storyline yeah. about her family, which we didn't really care. Although the uh, origi- that, not the original, because that's like the third iteration of Stars Born. I mean, the, how, John Howard always has a tragic demise. Yeah, in always, every Star is Born. always, but it's different. But I'm telling you, if you want to watch a beautiful movie right. that still holds up. Okay. What did you watch it on? HBO. You did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was on Turner Music because you know if you go to HBO Max, you get all those other channels. Oh, the Turner Classic, yeah. yeah, it's so good, and I haven't seen it in like twenty years. Same, and she's so gorgeous, and he's so oh yeah yeah. Beautiful. What's his name again? Chris Chris Christopherson. Yeah. The chemistry, and then there. I went into a deep dive about. And all the body hair that everybody had, too. Mm. One of the things in chemistry that is missing in modern day is pheromones because everybody is waxed and, you know, bald in all the places they should be smelling like just some kind of something. (laughs) Oud self. (laughs) Oud self, yeah. Uh And uh, so I, uh, I wonder, you know, like if that's why some of the chemistry that we have is is there because people could actually smell each other under the lights. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you took more time because you didn't have so many distractions to smell someone. I mean, there people are on their phone when they're smelling now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, oh, God. I still love the smell of so many things from when I was a 
child. Young, no, like when I was a young woman just uh-huh. exploring my sexual feelings. I still feel tingly about all that stuff, Elke. You're you so, know what I mean? So. I, like, I remember you lecturing about pheromones when I was a teenager. Yes, no, <laughs> keep I... Keep your hair, keep your hair. Well, I know, I just want people to smell, get close enough to smell each other. And I really do... Um, the whole snuggling and sniffing each other is... Dogs do it. And it, you, we do it with baby. I mean, you mm-hmm. just do it. But, I mean, like, yeah, I'm a, we're very worried about all the lack of body hair. We are very worried <laughs> about it. All right, listen, but we're not too worried that we can't take a break. Um, when we come back, it's time for Random Thoughts. And so I'm just showing off to Julia. I finally took a picture of my new Flex Steels. 70-inch couch. So cute. Isn't it cute? Yes, and Lori, just the really lighter is. color. And Grant is really loving my uh, brown flex steel settee that I gave him with that ottoman. Because that was in really great shape. Yeah. And I got that like seven Lori, this years is ago. So good. Yeah, isn't it good? And that beautiful rug. And Casey's like, I'm so glad that you're happy with it. And I said, Aren't you? He goes, Well, yeah, actually, I am because you know, you don't want to make a furniture. Mistake. mistake, yeah, and, and buy something and that isn't right. And, and like you're so keen because you got to buy it off the furniture. I did want to, but you know, other people want to get something that's perfect and customizable, At, and they got that. They've got that, and the pricing right now is phenomenal. And Robin and her team are just so wonderful. They've got the design background to help you. It's always changing at Furniture Manor. Stop by, say hi, just take a peek. You're gonna love it. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so um, here's a little yacht near of random randomness today. Mm-hmm. There's some um, magic number that if you could bother to wait this long, today is what, January 5th? Yes. Today is the day to take down your Christmas tree. Oh, Who yeah. could have waited this long? Well, if you're... Some people, yeah. maybe if you're out of town. Yeah, I can't... <laughs> When I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, I took everything down yeah. last Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt just good to get it down. I, mine and, was on Christmas Day. Oh, it was mm-hmm. that early. Because okay. we were going away for a week, and I yeah. didn't want to come home to it. Right. But now there's this whole group of people that say you can eat your Christmas tree. Here's what I do. Or not what I do. What I ask Casey to Food do. is expensive. So we yeah. talked about kale. Right. Mm-hmm. I asked Casey to take our Christmas tree and set it in the middle of our backyard. So it looks like we have another tree. Mm-hmm. And we keep it for a month that way. And it's something for the birds to land on. And you can get like tree suet or whatever. And I asked him if he would, because I, I saw neighbors put their beautiful trees right by their garbage cans. They pick up your trees the whole month yes, of they January. Do. Yes, they do. Okay. And I was like, would you go and get a couple and then we can have kind of a, a forest? little tree. Yeah, a little tree. <laughs> did he really? You did not. Yeah, well, <laughs> so he, he didn't do it. Okay. It, it got snow. It snowed. Oh. He never got around to making okay. a little tree garden. Okay, that's but my so tree funny. Looks, Christmas tree looks so good in this. It just, it's grown tall because it was in a bank that's gotten big and high so now it looks like we have an extra tree it's so fun and it's coated with white snow it's coated with white snow and i birds <laughs> were on it today and it's just another place for them to land as they go to another place but i really i wanted them i saw like two or three good trees and i go, was like would you go, go get, get the, the neighbor's tree <laughs> we're going to garbage shop christmas tree well the there trees. was a, a book that came out about the it's an artisan form. You can eat yeah. your Christmas tree. Oh, really? And um, what are we eating? The needles can be used like rosemary or bay leaves. 
Oh, a I good suppose. source of vitamin C. Uh, yeah. They can be crushed to flavor gin or vinegars. You know, the vinegars your mom makes. Stephanie shrubs. probably knows all shrubs, this. The shrubs, yeah. mm-hmm. which are probably made of shrubs. That wood can be burned to make a pine ash, which we can use as a flavoring or right. as fertilizers for gardens. I just thought, well, that's the whole idea, right? They're taking right. the trees. Taking the trees and putting it. It's more like them. flavoring. They're yeah. not telling you to just start eating needles. No. No. But you just can think about it. And I, I took a picture because um, Cardi B today was complaining that a head of lettuce at her grocery store in mm-hmm. New York City mm-hmm. was $7. Mm-hmm. We're talking iceberg. Yeah. Ugh. And we were talking about kale pricing. But when I was in the grocery store by my cabin... Strawberries were eight ninety nine, and I just had never seen that before. And I sent it to my mom, and she's like, "We were just laughing." And she sends back strawberry emojis, and then I send back, you know, other things. But it's just whoa on the food. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, all well, I'm saying. I mean, you know, we there. There's a lots of re, the truckers. There's more cost. There's all kinds oh. of things that are going on that are impacting all of this but yeah i don't know i, do. I don't know if i want to watch cardi b have a tirade about i lettuce, thought that was funny because she's a gazillionaire yeah it's yeah. kind of funny Lori. Yeah. it's kind of funny okay so um today they came out with a list of the richest animals in the world and who made the list but shoe pet one oh. of our favorite kitty cats yes and carl lagerfield's cat shoe pet um is number at number six she under- inherited money I know, $13 million. In the will. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's the richest cats. Um, Olivia, Taylor Swift's cat, Olivia Benson, comes in at number one. And she also stars... No, she doesn't. She's... She's on the list, but she's also stars in commercials and her videos. Oh, she does? I didn't know Her videos. Um, At number one, though, is Gunther. Um, He's worth $500 million. He's a German shepherd owned by the Gunther Company, his grandfather inherited an $80 million fortune, which has since grown. So the story I had to learn about Gunther. Gunther is kind of a celebrity. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Liberty in Miami. Um, Gunther was actually the salesperson of one of Madonna's homes in Miami. Really? And so this was back in 20... 20- I wonder if his friends call him Gunt. 
<laughs> How would you Put wear a gunt? You're so funny. Remember when you first learned about a gun? You're like, what is that? And then your friend explains it to you. It's the gun above the... And you're like, what? (laughs) Oh, that's what that is. That's what that is. People use fopoo now or whatever. Fopoo? Yeah, I've always... You mean the gun? You know? Fupa. Fupa. We just yeah. go back to the gunt. Yeah. But Lori, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So Gunty the German Shepherd. Right. <laughs> so this was from um the magazine Miami Today or something yes. from a November um A magazine article. that's actually still in print. And we can get the articles for free right. from twenty twenty one. And so it's this big thing. A German countess, multimillion dollar trust dog, is selling Madonna's former ma- mansion. It made Architectural mm-hmm. guy does Forbes Associated Press, mm-hmm. and he's lounging by the pool, um, chasing a tennis ball, sporting a faux diamond collar while selling this home, which I think is a very clever wow. way to sell a home. But the legend is that Gunther inherited a hundred and fifty million dollar trust from a German countess named Carlota Liebenstein when she died in nineteen ninety two, and then the grandson started the Gunther Corporation, and it's a multimedia um, company. And they're responsible for a lot of multimedia stunts. But anyway, Gunther is a very popular dog, and he's now owns a football club. Wow. You know, he's got a lot I'm of I'm only really familiar with um, Olivia Benson and Choupette. Well, no, you will be familiar with this one. Oprah Winfrey's dogs, um, four dogs, they each have their own trust fund, and they're set to collectively inherit $30 million when she passes. Really? Mm-hmm. But- She's leaving $30 million to dogs? Mm -hmm. For why? For why? Mm -hmm. why? Well, when you, all right, as a pet owner, now think of Donna's experience with her dog. If you don't have dog and pet insurance, they can be extremely expensive over time. $30 million million expenses? Listen, it all, and Lorena, uh, uh, Lorena Helmsworth, the. um, Oh, Leona Hemsley. Thank you. (laughs) What? Sister. How did you call (laughs) me? But she famously left her dog gazillions. Like ten million, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Which it back in in nineteen in when not, we were on the nineties or, or whatever it was. It, was that a was lot a lot of money. It was very a lot, yeah, for sure. Jeez. If if any and Betty White's um dog, Pontiac, her golden retriever is at number seven with its inherited fortune of five million dollars. You know, she was a big animal rights activist. That's true. And huh? you want your dog to be taken care of. And I think included in the money is the dog keeper, the walker. I mean, it's for the care. Right, right, right. So if you're okay, passed fine. away, who the hell's gonna walk your dog that uh, rich people problems. I know, I thought yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Gunther. Kids go, hey, goes uh, by Gunt in the neighborhood. That's right. He goes by Gunt in the neighborhood. <laughs> and boy, does he have a gun on him. I don't think it's possible for a German Shepherd to have a gun. That is not really a dog that it ever gets me. fat. No, Lord. Yeah, I've never seen best. a fat. That's just the best. <laughs> and with that, we're done with Random Thoughts. Let's get to the traffic board. This book is making everyone look so Prince Harry's memoir aptly titled uh, Spare comes out on Tuesday and two big interviews are happening on Sunday. But the big story today, besides the headlines that are coming out, but the big story today is that it was The Guardian, which is... A UK-based paper. That's right. And uh, they got the book, and they got the book, read it, posted excerpts, 
uh, online ahead of anybody else. And the other papers and tabloids are furious about it, even though now they've all read this guy's article and are coming up with their outrageous things. The Daily Mail even called The Guardian a left-wing paper and wondered if Harry was using this for political advantage. Oh, for crying out loud. They just got the scoop. And what they're missing is that, and Eleni Gossip informed me of this, is that The Guardian has this ace reporter by the name of Martin Pengelly, who specializes in book scoops. Apparently, he got every Trump book or every book by a Trump associate. He gets celebrity stuff, and he's been doing this for like 18 years, and he's the breaking news editor, and he got the book. And so the speculation is, and I mean, he's so good at getting scoops. The Washington Post did a story about Martin Pengelly at The Guardian in 2021. Oh, really? About okay, somehow he gets the books. And how he gets the book, because he doesn't ever breach an embargo agreement. So, yes, here's how he does it. He gets a copy of the book from a bookstore owner. Oh, because the bookstore owners got the books, books on Tuesday. Okay. He got the book on Tuesday from whoever this books sources yes. for him and maybe he moves it around and he's okay. the height of discretion he reads this book and it's like seven it's a thick memoir reads it digests it and posts it last night his take it, well what he did it, what he does is that he um it, it's he's a specialized report a reporter and he just He sets up the different excerpts and the things that he takes away from reading it in this story. But it's not like a review, but it is a bona fide scoop. He's scooped 60 Minutes now. He's scooped ITV. He's scooped everybody. Yes. And if you look at any publication today, all the headlines, just bear in mind, all the headlines, which is a tsunami of tea-grabbing headlines, they're all from... Um, Pengelly's article in The Guardian. Even uh, in our Star Tribune. Yes, even, mm-hmm. it's the only place that have it. And 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 film critics have to do it uh, do this way. He's reading and just getting it out there, not really digesting it. And so the book comes out and, you know, there's the promotion for the book and now the promotion has all been, you know, boom, boom, uh, uh, up with it. But the one thing that Pengelly says is that Harry's rationale when you read the book in context? Okay, fair. Mm-hmm. Is that he's consistently saying the same thing in the Netflix documentary as what he told Oprah in 2021, and anytime he says anything in public, that he feels compelled to tell the truth because the tabloids have been for years spreading disinformation about him, his wife, William his father, Camilla, and the campaign of lies is encouraged by the royal family at different points for, you know, everybody. And he's just like, the reason I want to blow that open is that we'll never get it changed. And if I stay silent, it will never get anything different. And um, so he, he said, you know, the thing that Harry is 
doing with this book because he calls like William. You'll see the headline. Prince William is Harry's arch nemesis. But the sentence is Prince William is my beloved brother and my arch nemesis. Mm -hmm. You know, everything. And I mean, Barbara Walters or somebody. I mean, I hope Anderson's really prepared for this uh, uh, interview. And don't get me wrong. I am loving the tea. I'm loving just taking the bits of headlines Mm -hmm. here. William picked him up and punched him or threw him down to the ground. Well, brothers and sisters do this. You know, this is not. uh, That one to me. Well, but the blend, what we're getting from this story is petty and scandal because that's how the cycle works. Sure. But in the book, Harry is very much like he and Megan, apparently, he was really mean to her with his words. He was so awful. It scared him and made him go to therapy a year into their marriage Mm -hmm. because that is like the family way. When you're royal, you get all this uplift. You pretty much can do whatever you want. You can stamp your foot, have yeah. a fit in private, and it's all supposed to be kept. You know, there is a, there's privilege, and then there's royal privilege. And he found himself doing that, and that's what made him go to therapy because he's like, she's not going to put up with me. Mm-hmm. This is acceptable in my family. So there's a lot about... Um, Self-discovery. Yeah, but but can Harry's message of healing supersede all the gossip, petty, scandalous, short-time headlines that come out of this? I say no. it can. Mm. I say it can. Okay, so here's my problem, and again, it's just headlines, and I will go back to... The Katie Couric book, I'll go back to the Kelly Ripa book, how yeah. they said that she dissed, um, who was with Regis before her, um, Kathy Lee Gifford, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it sounded like she dissed her so bad, and I read the book, she didn't. You right, know? right, right. Katie so Couric, you, it was yeah. her diss of Matt Lauer, she really didn't. Right. Um, so I get that, Yeah. but my whole problem with this is that I don't understand why you would include some of the things that he's included if you expect to, um, you know, brothers get in fights, but for right. the way so he, do sisters, right? And this is just a duh, but it feels um, to me, and I haven't read it, and I'm and the, and, and Harry's path to healing is not what's making the headlines. The headlines, no, of course, because we don't care about the headlines. Because no salacious. one has read the book cover to cover yet. One for one thing, but still, at the same time. He knows how damaging that could be to the future king of England. Okay, and I'm going to just stop you right there. Don't do it. Well, I am going to just stop you right there because Prince William's temper has been an open... It's been written about by the Guardian, by the Fine, Daily Mail. But by as the, a family member, but I, I mean, you I'm don't just, write about it. Uh, that, that may be, but we again, you have to read it within this. There have been... He has known to have a bad temper. And I think if you were to do a history book, you would find that every person who becomes king and maybe not queen, because I can't believe anything mean or petty of Mm -hmm. Queen Elizabeth. But uh, William, you know, I totally can see him being a rage monster. Fine. Yeah, fine. But for the brother to expose it, that's the part for me. Well, because I don't. We're see, getting other things. Because like Camilla like if you made and I, his bedroom be a dressing room. Uh, he lost his virginity behind a polo field 
um, shed when he was 17 to like a like a 25 year old i mean there's good stuff he did cocaine when he was you know i mean he's like there's good there's like amazing stuff in this book he's I just, telling us I, everything I, and i Lori, i'm so not as fascinated mm. anymore yeah. with these two like you are so yeah. i have a different thing there but i guess for me having boys mm-hmm. having known you know my dad and his brother had an argument early on and and it severed you know really my cousin you know it really was something that is is damaging to the family, and you can the write, dirty laundry airing. You, you don't approve. I don't of approve it. of it. You can you can tell your story, but to share something bad about your brother like this, and it is headline generating. Yes, it, it's it is. incriminating. Yeah, I, I don't. Do you I think it approve. changes anything? Does it? Yes. Do, do you think yes. it hurts the monarchy? You do. I do, and I wow. think it hurts his brother, and I think oh, it hurts the opportunity of reconciliation, which he kept saying. What it feels petty. Yeah. Tell them about your experience, but you don't have to go in depth about what your brother did. Right. He came back and apologized, and he says that, but it doesn't matter. The damage is already done. Yeah, I don't. I, I just. For I me, know. I just don't understand his need to keep bringing his brother down. It's it's family. It, it, see, Julia, this is striking you very, very personally. I just don't, I do not like that. If I was a mother of these two boys, I would have told them to stop it. You're in timeout. Don't you say one more word. Well, We're going to go def- to family therapy. We do not need this out loud discussion. Apparently, one of the stories is that he does share is that, you know, his Charles is like, are, are you boys going to make my, my last year's a misery? They are. He shares that story. Well, but I mean... Harry, and, he, and William can't say anything. Well, he could. Yeah, no, he can't. He has said things. He said so many things, Julia. He has stood by and let his brother's wife get smeared and all this racial hatred. And he's done nothing but he's done nothing but let it happen and accept it. And he could stop it. This is the crux of the problem. I'm sorry, between you the just, two brothers. He went on this one. It just it's not okay with me. But I mean, is it okay for William that he just stood by and let what happened to Megan happen? That that she be treated so worse than and like a, Did a you, common criminal. There's another headline in there that he when William and Kate got married. Um, what did he say? I no longer. Well, no, uh, he realized that the, the that they would be, you know, he and his brother can't just dash off and go anywhere. That's that's a very that's fine. That's I just, a very I'm frank sorry, and just, common. This one storyline is so petty and small for, for you, for a, a sibling, for a family member and for a royal. Oh, I know it. There we go. But I. But it's an interesting scoop reading a story and getting all the headlines out for the whole world to take. And it's and then you're getting it out ahead of time and then when maybe when Harry, you know, that smoke can clear and then Harry, which is like he really is like the therapy that this kid had to do and he did it as an older adult in a family that doesn't do therapy. They don't do feelings. But again, they don't do feelings. They don't do they. I mean, imagine your mom dies and you're 12 and your dad doesn't even hug you, you know, can't even hug you. I mean, 
I know, Lori. I Do know, ya? but it's still there's one. But think of that boy stories. and then be made He's to... an adult. Yeah, but I mean, just like the trauma of that and then walking behind I know. your mom saying, I mean, you have, moms have your empathy, though. I don't also, have it for this one. Also, for, I'll probably read the dumb book. Yeah, I know. But also on the big scale of he's, you're still at the end of the day, whether you're rural or not, you're still a 12-year-old boy who lost his mom. Grow and, up. He's 38 right now. He's 38, Lori. Yeah, no, but, and he talks about how he had to do therapy, though, to grow up. So did a lot of... I just... this It's that one story. You sound really mean right now. I, I think I we should cut you off. Do I sound that mean? You really... I can't yeah. help it. I, why Julia, would he stop say, right now. Right. Stop. Just about his brother. We'll stop right now. We'll be right back. Oh. All right, everybody. Lori and Julia here for First Equity Mortgage, your mortgage professionals. And what we mean by that... It, they go so the extra miles to make sure they know about every single loan out there. And there's a lot of unique loans out there right now based on where you want to buy a house, what your, um, you know, where, what you do. If you're a veteran, you get a lot of extra savings there. There's extra savings in unique ways, but they keep finding ways to help you to save money and to make smart choices. And again, another thing is debt. If debt is out of hand, it's, it's so much smarter to wrap it into your mortgage at a lower rate because interest rates are so high. Very, very high. And when you think about it, how long it can take you to pay that down and off. Oh, and if my you've gosh. got the opportunity to have a fresh slate, they're great at take that. Take advantage of it. And they are just, they're in our community. They care about you. And everybody knows them and knows they do a great job. Call them today, 763 251 8000. What is the meaning of this? Okay, I am in a timeout over that last conversation. Oh my gosh, you're just not like you to be so, so I'm mean. Really, you're not Princess Diana. I, I'm not mean. And Harry and William are not your boys. Lori just tells me during the break, they're not your children. I'm like, <laughs> but if they were, I'd spank them both. <laughs> I would spank them both. Okay, I've got yeah. one for you, Lori. Okay. Okay, Margot Robbie, you know, who's in Babylon, the failed movie, everything oh. that went bad. She that movie flopped so, so hard. And you know that it needed to make $250 million and it's made eleven. Oh, I that's know. bad. That's really bad. It just bad. sounds... That's why Brad Pitt posed yeah. in the, at the pool Love in it. Cabo with the script and the topless girl who's... Boobs we couldn't see. Like, what's the point of having a, a good celeb leak? Yeah, come it on. Is. That it is. is like so timing's planted. perfect. It right. is. So Margot Robbie was on with Kelly Clarkson, and she said she works with a movement coach to channel animals for her movie roles. <laughs> and so she said when she did I, Tonya, Tanya, oh, which was so movie. good, Tanya Harding, sorry, by channeling a pit bull to feel heavy on her feet and like the world was bearing down at her all the time. Her role in Babylon That's is... so woo-woo. Isn't it, Lori? Mm-hmm. So her role in Babylon, what did uh, she? she channeled an octopus and a honey badger. Well, from the trailer, and I saw her leading... Should I take off all my clothes and lead an orgy? I think to be in an orgy, having honey badger, octopus um, tendencies <laughs> would be very helpful. You've got a lot of arms and legs to share. And channel and, the creativity and dexterity of the octopus. Yes, <laughs> very yeah. Fluid. Yes, I mean, everyone was getting touched if you're an octopus. I, right, and it's orgies <laughs> and you're floating. Floating, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like this woo-woo uh, way of Margot Robbie. Okay, uh, Emily Radikowski, um, uh, had this, had, you know, she has her own podcast and she... 
Emirata shares her, um, you know, it's called High Low with Emirata. She's adopted the Internet's nickname for her, which is just classic in and of itself. But she said, I feel like I attract the worst men. No, the therapist in me would say, turn that around and say, do you feel like you choose the wrong man? Choose the wrong man. It doesn't matter who you attract. It's who you pick. Who you pick, who you choose. You're the catch. Because that's remember, being a victim. The catch. She's being mm-hmm. a victim in that yeah. statement. She is. I attract the wrong men. It's instead of I take ownership of that. She's, I'm choosing the wrong person for myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that she needs to get to that point yes. when she makes yes. that switch in her mindset. Then she will start to choose the person who's right for her instead of when you when you attract the worst men or they attract women. You're basically saying you don't have any say in it. Or you're expecting the right one to all of a sudden appear. To just find or, you yeah, because you're so special. Yeah. But you have to act like you're the catch and you choose what you like and who makes what makes you happy. Because if you're on the other, if you, if your mind is on the other side of this, which is where I just, she's attract. Any Anyone. number of people. I she, mean, she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's she walks gorgeous. She's naked all the time. Yeah, and, you know, and looks wonderful doing it. And she's going to be glad she has those pictures. But <laughs> she needs to go and talk to somebody so that she can switch that um, um, dynamic exactly. of thinking and think the other way. The other it way. starts within. That's right. It does. And she's 30 or 31 or 32. And so, like, maybe, you know, uh, time to figure out what part she plays in attracting the wrong men. And picking the wrong men. That's right. Mm -hmm. Julia, we worked on this. (laughs) We worked on this. Do you remember? (laughs) Are you going to acknowledge your love coach over here? And all my good coaching? Find someone who totally adores you. Yes. I did. Yeah. Took me a long time. You have to adore yourself. Yeah. You have to get to yeah. really feeling like you are the catch. You have to believe it. Yeah. You know, you got to go through all this stuff and you, you missed all of it because you got... And own your crap of what happened in your marriage and own your right. side of it. And you just that's right. but own it. Own it and, and figure on. it out because mm-hmm. it'll really keep you trapped. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ashley Olsen got married in secret she, to her super... Mega rich boyfriend of several years okay, by the name is, of Louis Eisner. Okay, this isn't the one that was married to the French guy who smoked all the cigarettes. Is this the this sister? This is Ashley. So but the at, other one was Mary Kate that that's married right. the French guy. But just like at Mary Kate's, there wasn't a dry air or a healthy lung in the whole Bel Air. He's smoke. They smoke. They smoke. The Bel Air home that they got married in. <laughs> Clove cigarettes. Yeah. The oh. She's been dating him since 2017. And his dad is an attorney, Eric Eisner, who was once the president of the David Geffen Company. Oh. And his mom... The groom's mom, Lisa Eisner, is the jewelry designer and one-time West Coast editor of Vogue. Well, what does he do, Eric? Who cares what his parents do? Well, Ashley and Lewis, mm-hmm. well, they once walked a red carpet together. <laughs> and we once saw an Insta story of the two of them on a hike, and he had a machete. Lovely. Okay. That's which... a good tool to have if you are grouse hunting. 
if trees have fallen down near you, I don't want to do anything involving. <laughs> I don't want to do anything involving a machete. I have a machete. It feels so good. Yeah, it feels so good to chop it. Anyway, it was a private Belair home, and I'm sure it was his his parents' home. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there wasn't a dry eye or a healthy lung. No, we whatever happened with Mary Kate and their Manhattan apartment? Well, they sold it, and uh, Sarkozy's brother moved back to France like an old foolish man with his big tail between his legs. Mm-hmm. And his- but he's probably attracting, you know, like women that are going to be more suited to him. More suited to so him. Old. It it's hard. Like- it's hard to be, you know, wanting to keep up with somebody like 25, 30 years younger. I mean, it can be a lot. And mm-hmm. he's presented as an old 55-year-old when oh. she married him. Oh. He seemed more like a 75-year-old. He did. He did. You know? Yeah, money helps. Yeah, but he mm-hmm. had that smoker, she has her pallor, money. haggard. He had the smoker look. Yeah, he just it's seemed old. Gray. Huh? Mm-hmm. Gray. Yeah, anyway. Okay, Kaya Gerber poses... And kisses with Austin Butler poolside on Mexico location. Did you post this, Holly? Or I mean, I'm not Holly. No, Austin Butler. I did not post anything about Austin (laughs) Butler. Well, you. I mean, it'll just get people daydreaming. But here's the. No, it will get foot fetish people daydreaming. Here's the quote in the story from Entertainment Tonight. They're getting to know each other better and having a lot of fun hanging out. They're just sweet and affectionate with each other. These two have been dating a year. A year. And that See, they're this saying is, that it's, it's just... the elven gets because he's thirty-one and Kaya's twenty. So they always put it in PR friendly. Well, she's not seventeen. I don't know. It's yeah, like they're, yeah, they're exactly. boning on vacation. Right. But they have to say they're very sweet and affect they're getting to know each other better. They've We're known like, each other for over a year. I know. Doesn't it's that like, infantilize her though? Is that like it, actually what you want to be doing? No, no. But let me tell you, the way she's he's posing and taking great photos and he's got the most amazing feet. <laughs> I'm in love with his feet. <laughs> You're so funny. No, you should see his feet. Go to entertainment tonight. I love it. Kaya Gerber is what it's under. Why? It's all right. I love it. We'll be back.